My name is Jay Seibert. I'm a media specialist at Marlboro Middle School in Marlboro, New Jersey, and I am a story chaser. It doesn't matter what form the story comes in, whether it's in a book, a video, a song, or something else. I just love a good story. So often we hear of people becoming famous as if they magically became successes overnight. It's like we skip over the exposition and jump right to the climax of the story. Ask any successful person and they'll be the first to tell you that it takes hard work, determination, risk-taking, and a bit of luck to get to where they are. Every day, I get the pleasure of talking to kids that are already chasing their dreams. This podcast is intended to shine a spotlight on students and give them the recognition they deserve. This is the exposition. This is Story Starters. Welcome to Story Starters. I am your host, Mr. Seibert, and today... I have with me Frankie, who is known in the gamer world as Franco Pop. How's it yeah. going, Frankie? It's it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Awesome. Uh, so, Frankie, I met you again back in elementary school, probably yes. fourth or fifth grade. Yes. Um, I remember when I guess it was theater week or something. You played one of the main characters. I don't even remember the play, yeah. but I remember just seeing you, watching you up on stage. You just have this stage presence about you, right? And it's not just on stage. It's on and off stage. Like, it's just the way that you are. Almost like just a born entertainer. And so I just uh, immediately, when I saw you in fourth, fifth grade, I was like, this guy, he has what it takes. So fast forward. Now I'm in middle school. I find out that you've been, you know, trying to do the video game, the esports hustle. So you are uh, competing mm-hmm. on a somewhat, I guess, professional level. Yes. Right. Yes. So tell us uh, about, tell us about that. Well, uh, I play Super Smash Bros. Ultimate competitively. I go to tournaments on the weekly. Sometimes I make the trip for majors, but I'm not quite there yet where I could just go whenever I would like to majors. Whenever I want to go to a weekly, New Jersey has a really big scene for it. So I, I just go to this one in Howell on Wednesdays. I go to this one in Linden on Mondays. Sometimes if I don't have school Friday, I go to this one in North Bergen on Thursdays. It's really whenever I get the chance, and I just practice all the time. Right. So competing two, maybe three times a week. And then practice is a daily thing right so when you're not competing you're practicing of course and so i think there is uh, a lot of misconception about you know gaming competitively people think like oh you just play video games for a living and they don't realize the amount of dedication and effort and practice i mean just like any other sport that it actually takes right Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of misconceptions. So I hope that we could like put some of those misconceptions to rest, right? So let's talk about Twitch. Twitch. All right. So you are you stream on Twitch. How often are you streaming? I've kind of taken like a little bit of a break from streaming, but I do stream every week. When I do stream, I do stream for like four hours, three hours, because I usually stream on the weekends when I have nothing to do. When I stream, I normally just play with Super Smash Brothers. I play with friends. I play with viewers. I pretty much do whatever I can to get a lot of people watching the stream. So you have about how many, uh, what do you consider them, subscribers, followers? Well, I have 62 followers, and I, I don't even know how many subscribers. Okay. And what does it take to become, I think it's called a Twitch affiliate? You need to have 50 followers, and you need to stream for seven hours in a week and stream for 11 days out of a month 
are you currently a Twitch affiliate? Yes. And what are some of the perks, some of the things that come along with being a Twitch affiliate? The biggest perk is the sub box, which is normally before you're an affiliate, you can get people to follow you. But once you get the sub box, you can get people subscribing to you, and that's how you start making money. It basically, it's a ranking system with Twitch. You move up the ranks first, you're just a normal streamer, then you're an affiliate, then you're a Twitch partner. Now, I'm not at the Twitch partner yet because you need 200-something followers and a bunch of subscribers. So you don't have to tell us how much money, but are you making any money? Yes. How does that work? You have sponsors? I have uh, subscribers. Okay. They so give me a certain amount of money for a week, like per month, actually. Okay. But you don't get a paycheck until you get $100 a month. Okay, cool. So you just do your thing. And you start getting subscribers, and then eventually you'll get like a check in the mail once yeah. it reaches a hundred bucks. That's pretty awesome. And you are part of a a competitive team. Well, I left them because there was this whole scandal going on. Oh, there boy. was a, so me and the other person who was there, I left with because we didn't want to be a part of that. And tomorrow, actually, it's a pretty funny story. One of my friends who I've met at these tournaments, his tag is Sensei, but his name is Jimmy. He's a nice guy. And he goes to this tournament up in Newark, and he has sponsors. His sponsor is called uh, Nerds, Geeks, and Gamers, and they were interested in sponsoring me. So I'm going on Friday to discuss with them the sponsorship. Cool. Long story short, you were sponsored. You left that sponsor because of some shady stuff going on, and you're seeking other sponsors currently. Yes. All right, so let's go back to, like, the beginning. How long have you been just gaming? Just gaming? Yeah, just gaming. It's always been always been a thing? or Always been a thing. Uh, it's, I still remember the story. When I was like five years old, I remember look, I was in my brother's room and I found a PlayStation 3 controller. And I would take it downstairs and I would pretend like I was the video game character and like move around using that controller. Excellent. Yeah. That's awesome. How long have you been gaming competitively? About it. Started in September, actually. Okay. I went to my first ever tournament in Atlantic City. It wasn't a big tournament. It was like a little one. All right. So what is your game of choice? Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash. Do you play other games or? I, I do play other games. Not mostly on the Nintendo Switch. Mostly on my PC. I usually play. If me and my friends, because I practice with my friends online. If we're just like, hey, we practice enough today. We hop on like Overwatch or pretty much other games with either a big competitive community or with me, I just play like solo games. Like I like to play Metroidvania games, which is like Castlevania and Metroid. Mm -hmm. It's like a genre of games. It's like single player. It's like an RPG and it's like 8-bit and I enjoy playing them. Cool. Well, you talked about competing two to three times a week. You'll go to some sort of competitive event. Yeah. And practice every other day how long is practice usually let's say when i come home this was like how it was like a month ago i would do my homework i would do studying and then from like 4 30 ish to dinner i would practice then after dinner i would take a shower then practice until like 10 okay now you know what people are gonna say right like Gosh, don't you ever go outside? Yeah, of course. There's always going to be all, those yeah. those people that are like, oh, these guys, like, all they do is play video games inside all day long, right? Like, that's not a life. And it's like, you don't sacrifice your... Actual life right? for that. <laughs> like, it's just, okay, there's a couple days a week. Like, I just stay inside and I'll play video games. And when you're doing it, 
it's actually purposeful because you're practicing, right? It's not like you're just sitting there in vegetative state and just like playing video games and it goes nowhere. You're practicing for a purpose so you could actually compete and wind up maybe placing in a competition. Speaking of placements, Uh I've been placing a lot better at locals and online tournaments. I've been getting top eight, which is like a really big thing for somebody my age. Another thing that keeps happening is there's another player who's around my age. He doesn't go to the school. He's in Staten Island. And he places a lot better than me, but everybody like thinks like everybody confuses me and him, and I kind of like don't like that because we're the same age and he does better than me, and I'm like I don't I kind of don't want to be compared to him. I want to be known as myself. So what do you do to kind of set yourself apart uh, from everybody? You're just that kid. Um, from everybody, from that kid, like uh, is I would I would imagine that setting yourself apart and becoming a well-known gamer takes more than just like okay so you're good at games yeah definitely because the people who are just good at the games they're not really too fun to talk to at tournaments a lot of people who i've met over these tournaments are really nice because the way i separate myself is that i'm just very very outgoing when i go to them if i see somebody who's not playing with anybody i ask them hey do you want to play i i try and make friends everywhere i go Mm -hmm. That's that's how I separate myself. I just feel, hey, I'm coming to all these different tournaments. Might as well, might as well make friends with everybody. Right. It's you never know who you're gonna like network with, who you're gonna come in contact with. It might be, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Might... That kid Jimmy. I'm so happy I met him because now he's his sponsors are interested in sponsoring me. Okay, so let's fast forward like five years. You still gaming? What do you think? Yeah, I I feel in five years. My thought process now is that I'm still young and I don't want to stop while I'm ahead. Because mm-hmm. I feel I'm ahead of the game right now because all these other guys started when they were like in their 20s. But me, since I'm young, I'm just starting now because I love this game. Mm-hmm. And in five years, I, I see myself on the PGR, which is the global power rankings for the whole world. I see myself on there. Also, I kind of see myself stopping a bit, like slowing down a bit. Because if I've played this for five years, I'm kind of... Slowing a bit down because in college, I'm definitely not going to play this as much because my dream isn't to become a competitive gamer. I do this because I love it and I would love to become that big, but my dream is to become a teacher. How about you be like the competitive gaming teacher? I just want to become a history teacher. History teacher who has an esports team that actually competes with other schools. That would be rad. That would (laughs) would be be rad. Right? Yeah. Uh, hey, man, it can happen. All right, let's talk about obstacles. What sort of obstacles, hurdles have you had to face along the way? Getting seated high. Because when you go to these tournaments, the more you go to, you get seated higher, which means you get a better chance of like placing and it shows that you're improving. But it's, it's an obstacle for me because I've been getting seated higher. But every time I get seated higher, I lose my round one. Mm-hmm. When you lose your round one... If you play in losers, and if you lose one more game, you're out. Right. It, it's a lot of pressure, but I've been I've been getting used to it. On Saturday, I was seated 25th out of 77, and I had to play this kid. And I played him round one, and it started in round two, actually, because I was seated high. And I lost, which is, is not a good feeling when you lose your round one. But guess what I did? I ended up beating all my losers matches and ending up in my exact seat 25th out of 77 Mm -hmm. is that initial seat is 
just totally random it's almost like lottery or it is after like the the people who go to tournaments like for the people who barely go to tournaments it's random but for somebody like me who goes to tournaments all the time i'm starting to not get the random seeds and start getting actual seeds okay and so you go to tournaments yes which will get you not a random seed but because you go to tournaments, you're seated higher. Yes. Right. So it's almost like it's a double-edged sword. Yes. Right? You're like, you want to go to these competitions. You want to compete, but it actually impacts your, your seed. You'll get seated higher, which means your initial round, you're going to be facing tougher competition, yes. which risks going to the loser's bracket. But the thing is with being seated, seated lower, the thing they do is they put the best players there in round two to face the winner of a round one match. So here, I've had to place so many members of my states of New Jersey's PR because of low seating. In my first ever, in my first ever ever major that I went to, back in March, it was called Collision. I had a lot of fun. I had to play the YouTuber Conjun. That was the first time I met him, and then I ended up like following him on Patreon and stuff like that. And I beat him my round one. Then, since I was seated very low, I had to play the best Bowser in the state in my next game, and he completely, like, washed me. There was nothing I could have done. Like, he destroyed me. It's it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, degrading. When you have to fight somebody that better than you and still have to play. Right. Because it's just like, hey, you're going to beat me anyways. But now I know that since I'm getting seated higher and since I'm getting better... I understand that I really shouldn't think that anymore. And that guy, Leon, he's like one of my friends now because I see I see him all the time. I talk to him on Twitter. But here's the thing, right? So all of this competition that you're doing, even though you're getting seated higher and you're facing stronger competition, it makes you a better gamer. It does, yes. And so it's like the more experience you have, the more competitions you partake in, the better you're going to get. Right. Also, another obstacle I faced is at my third ever tournament, I went to this one up in North Jersey, and something happened. I won my round one that I had to fight. Like I said, low seating, I had to fight the best player there. I lost, obviously. Right. But there were these three kids behind me who were like older than me, and they were trash-talking me during my match with one of the best players there. And that hurt a lot because I'm a kid, and they were like trash-talking me mid-match. I couldn't concentrate. That's a big obstacle, right? Trash-talk. You're like, going to have... The critics, the trash talkers, the ones that are trying to throw you off the game. Ladies and gentlemen, the best thing to do is just beat them, right? Go where it counts, (coughs) in the game, in the arena, and show them what's up, right? It doesn't matter how much trash you talk. When it comes down to it, just be the bigger man, the bigger lady, and beat them where it counts. So the next question was parent support, Oh, parent support. That's a big thing with my parents. They're incredibly supportive of me, not just with my dad, my both my parents. They they kind of treat it as if, like, you know how people would go to tournaments for, like, soccer or football? They treat that as this, because they know I'm getting known. They know I'm getting recognized. They know when I walk into a venue, people say hi to me. They know that people are starting to know me, and they're very supportive because I, I tell them everything that happens at a tournament because my dad mostly stays there, and a lot of people have come over to my dad at these tournaments and tell him how cool it is that he's okay with like taking me and how supportive he is. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I actually had the opportunity to meet mom and dad, and we had that talk. And uh, they were telling me how hesitant they were at first. They didn't know, you know, what to expect. They were new to the whole gaming thing and sort of protective. But now they're kind of realizing how important it is and how much of an opportunity it is and they're fully supportive so that's really awesome when you have parent support way to go mom and dad yes all right so school fuel where does gaming come into school the biggest thing was the school tournament that i held me and my friend adrian we had the idea one night in february to do a school tournament i we went to uh mrs carroll's office the next the following monday we gave them a poster, we discussed everything with them, and she ended up really liking the idea. She told Mrs. Nowaki, and Mrs. Nowaki also really loved the idea because it was a fundraiser for the school. All the profits are going for, to the school, and it was just a great thing to get all the students together. Yeah. It took a while to actually set up. It took three months because it, it, we had the idea in like early February, and it didn't come out until early April. Yeah, well, it's funny because I started here in mid-February, so it must have been, like, very soon after you guys had the idea. Yeah. So it was, like, your little brainchild, and I remember you guys walking in and just kind of looking around the place, um, you know, looking around at all the monitors and stuff in the media center, and I was like, what's up, guys? What's going on? And you pitched the idea to me, like, do you think we'll be able to? And I'm like, how many switches can you get, right? Like, let's hook up every single monitor we can get in this place so we had like 10 or 12 stations right and there was well you had you had a limit of students right yeah it was like 40 students or something do you remember yeah 40 all right and you actually had more they were we over registered so there was a lot of kids in here um and i remember it being a little crazy once we actually got going with the tournament managing 12 stations so we managed kind of like reworking things a little bit we kind of like pivoted and said okay most of these most of the monitors are going to be like free to play winner stays on and we'll just have like one station that's the actual tournament station and we kind of went through that way right of course um we actually managed to not go all the way through the brackets. We didn't, but we got. It was great because everybody got a chance to play. Right, and that's all that really mattered to right. me. Because I just wanted everybody to have a good time. Right. So everyone had a good time. Everyone got to bring their switches into school. We played Super Smash Brothers in school, and you raised money I did. for the student council. So you guys are going to have like, or did you have your ice cream social? Not order? yet. Not yet. It is next week. Okay, and next week is the ice cream social, see? So it all pays off. Yes. Really cool. See, so what happens when a tiny idea based on student interest, you guys are big into gaming, and so of course you're going to want to have a gaming tournament in school, right? And it goes from like this little tiny seed of an idea, and there's people there to help you take that idea and make it like larger than life right we actually wound up streaming it live to like a small audience um so i actually got to test out some streaming equipment and things like that right so we took this little tiny seed of an idea and blew it up as big as we could how could teachers use gaming maybe not like okay so we're not going to play smash brothers in school or i don't know maybe there's some way that a teacher could figure out how to get smash brothers but let's take like 
I don't know, uh, a realistic game that teachers could actually use in school for educational purposes? Actually, me and Mrs. Hickey, my science teacher, before the end of the year, if we had enough time, we were going to do a lesson about Super Smash Brothers and like the scientific elements in that game. Oh, cool. So we could. Maybe we could pull Smash Brothers into school and bring in like the physics and science behind it. We definitely By the could. way, shout out to Miss Hickey because Frankie is the second person on this podcast that have actually given shout outs to miss hickey um so she must be doing something right when students are praising her um so nice job miss hickey keep doing uh what you do another teacher i want to give a big shout out to is mrs smith and mrs mara not just because they did they helped a lot with the school tournament uh and another thing is mrs smith they're both very supportive of me they came for the school tournament. They talked to my parents, mm-hmm. and they were saying, like, he should keep going with this. Mm-hmm. And because of that, in the game, you could choose, like, a tag for your controller that it registers you in the game. Most of my tag for every tournament I go to, like, literally everyone, it's Smith or Smith and Mara. Because they're just incredibly supportive and they're just two great teachers. It's awesome. Teacher support, man. That's awesome. Supporting kids in their passions. All right, just for fun, um, if you could travel to the future and you meet future Frankie, 90-year-old Frankie, and that 90-year-old Frankie tells you the most important thing, Frankie, is this piece of advice. Now go back to high school Frankie because you're about to graduate right high school Frankie go back to the present moment and take this piece of wisdom with you what does 90 year old Frankie tell you alright here's my joke one and then I'm going to say my real one my joke one is pick up a better character because you're never going to get anywhere with this character (laughs) and my real one is whatever anybody tells you and no matter how many people roll their eyes at you you shouldn't stop what you love doing. No matter if somebody gives you some advice that, hey, listen, I know you like this game, but you got to stop because, or if anybody like hates on you or if anybody just says, no, you shouldn't do that. If it's something that you feel you should do, if it's something that you feel in your heart that you should do, you should do it. Dude, that's awesome. A hundred percent. And you know what? Like, as an eighth grader knowing that there's a lot of adults that need to hear that too right so that's something we always need to be reminded of just go after it whatever it is don't let any naysayers there's always going to be naysayers right there's always going to be people telling you you can't or you shouldn't right but if you know in your heart like this is it man this i know it you just have to chase after it right of course and you know what like Okay, end of the day. Let's fast forward and say like, okay, you failed. Whatever that dream that you chase winds up not happening, right? And it turns out the naysayer was right. And they and they could say, I told you so. I told you you were going to fail at it. Okay, that still doesn't take away from the fact that you, you tried try. and you did it, right? And you could say, well, at least I made the attempt. Uh, at least... From my perspective, it's always better to just go for it, man, right? The worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work, but at least you still have the fact, like, well, at least I did it. Definitely check out Franco Pop, man. He's uh, he's out there crushing it and doing the game thing. Um, definitely someone to, to connect with and network with. Um, 
He's super personable, got a lot of energy, and uh, all around good guy. Well, Frankie, thanks for being on the show, man. So happy that we we were able to get this podcast in, kind of last minute thing. Yeah. Um, well, good luck to you, man. Thank you. All right, later. Hey, listeners, a couple more things before we go. This podcast is brought to you by the Hotcast Podcasting Network, which is located in Marlboro Middle School Media Center in Marlboro Middle School, Marlboro Township, New Jersey. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider subscribing and sharing it with others. For show notes and other podcasts produced by the network, please visit hawkcast.blogspot.com. Thanks for your support.